God's loyal people in this end time are charged with delivering an urgent warning to the world. This warning is contained in a little book. Learn where to find this little book and how it illuminates God's path to glory next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. I have spoken to you before about the little book, and I'd like to take this program to add and expand that uh, teaching of the past. There is a lot in this Bible about the little book in the New Testament and the Old Testament. And uh, you could uh, use several programs and talk about this one subject. But I want to focus on uh, one part of it today. If you look at Revelation uh, 10 and 11, it's all one vision. And it's about the little book and uh, the message of that little book. Now, you just think about this uh, two chapters in the most prophetic book in the Bible, and you have to think, well, this has to be very important, and it certainly is. This vision continues right on through both of these chapters, and it has a spectacular ending, a spectacular ending that we all need to focus on. And if you look at the the angel assigned to this first part of it, uh, the angel over uh, the Laodicean era. Each era has an angel over that uh, church era. And God is saying, though, to this last era and to uh, God's own people to make sure that you get this message delivered, and it is extremely urgent. Urgent in a way that it hasn't been in the past. And we'll see that in a moment. But this is a book, little book with seven thunders. And again, think about the two chapters in this most important prophetic book in the Bible that puts every prophecy into a time frame or a time sequence. And the little book is right in there as well. And I'll show you a little later that it's actually set right between what is called the two woes the last two woes of three woes. Now that puts it in, into uh, a very urgent time on this earth and something we need to be concerned about. So I'll, I'll just give you a title today, The Little Book, Dash, God's Path to Glory. Now that's true of this world. It's even more true for the people who are called out today and deliver that message because they are, God says, if they do that, in Revelation 1 and verse 6, it says they are already kings and priests in embryo, already on that level of majesty throughout all eternity, because these people get the message out, the little, the little book message and other messages that the first fruits get out. That's what they're called in the Bible, those that are doing God's work before the second coming. So we have to get the little book message out today before the second coming. Notice Revelation 10 and verse 1. We'll start there. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was, as it were, the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. So God's own throne is circled by a rainbow, and so God is 
letting us know where, this, where the source of this message is. Right from God's own throne, and even the God the Father Himself, He gave it this revelation to Jesus Christ. But the Supreme Father is the one that revealed all this to us, all of Revelation. We need to keep that in mind, I believe. Verse 2, And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth. So this is a message for the whole world. It's for the, this entire earth. It's specifically for God's church, but it's also for this world, because the message, of course, is given to God's church to deliver to this world and explain what is going on and what is happening on this earth. And let me tell you, these times are most unusual. They are unique in this end time, and there's a reason why they're unique. This angel roars like a lion, so it not only has seven thunders, but it has uh, uh, the roar of a lion, this little book. Verse 3, And cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roars, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven, saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. So God made it clear to John. Well, now, he, he, he revealed, God revealed to him, what the little book was all about, but he said, Now, John, I don't want you to write it because it's going to be written in the latter days, in the last era of God's true church. And that's something to keep in mind. Then verses 5 and 6. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that lives forever and ever who created heaven and the things that are therein are and the earth and the things that therein are and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time no longer and really means no more delay. Well now what happened at that time this is a major change in this world and in God's church. But what caused it? Why is there no more delay? Well, I think it's, uh, you can uh, certainly, uh, there's a lot of evidence to indicate that this no more delay began when Satan the devil was cast down to this earth in this last era, at the very beginning of this last era. And I think that's uh, certainly is about as, uh, I think, even provable, but as close as you can get if it isn't. But it, it certainly happens within that short span of time when the little book comes on the scene, right after that happens. So it's a big change in uh, world events, and it says in Revelation 12 and verse 9 that Satan started a war with God, another one, <laughs> and uh, this time he was cast down to the earth and confined to this earth with all of his millions of demons, and he is full of wrath because he knows his time is short. So that 
that is a, the reason I, I believe, and I think you can prove, why, why there is no more delay. Once Satan is unleashed and cast down to this earth and confined to this earth, then it's going to wreak havoc on this earth and every nation. And you can see it building already. The storm of this, well, the subject discussed in this little book is certainly illustrated to the world as well as uh, to God's people. Now notice what it says in uh, verse 7. Here's some very good news and some of the best news you'll ever hear, but it even gets better than this. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin, or it should read, about to sound, rather than the way it reads in the King James, it's about to sound, and it's the mystery of God. It's about to sound, and it should be finished. The mystery of God should be finished, or a better translation is, shall have been finished, as He has declared unto His servants the prophets. Here, this is the seventh trumpet angel, and he's telling you about a time when this mystery is going to be finished. The mystery of the time when the Bible is a mystery to man is about to come to an end forever. There is a mystery. The Bible is a mystery, but there is a book on this earth by Herbert W. Armstrong, and the title is Mystery of the Ages. Mystery of the Ages, which he thought was the second most important book on this earth, and I agree with him because it is a synopsis of the entire Bible, and if you want to know what the Bible is really about, that book explains it. And we've been sending out many of those books to a lot of people. But verse 7 actually dates this prophecy, but here he's getting into uh, a time of that mystery being removed from this world. We are doing everything we can to remove it today because God intended us to understand this in this end time. But most people won't give too much attention to the Bible usually at all uh, because of a, uh, a carnal reaction that God says in Romans verse 7 of chapter 8 that uh, the carnal mind is hostile toward God. And there's something about man that has to be changed. This little book is tied to the, the seventh trumpet angel. What's that all about? Well, I want to spell it out to you a little more near the end of this program. But it puts a lot of pressure on us because God says, this, this work must be finished by a certain time when that seventh trumpet angel sounds. And the whole world's going to know about that. So here we have the little book and Mystery of the Ages tied directly to the seventh trumpet angel. Now, you get into that seventh trumpet, that's actually the last seal. There are seven seals, and then the, the seven trumpets are, is the last seal, and the seventh trumpet is comprised of seven plagues, and then right after that, Jesus Christ returns. It's all tied into the second coming of Jesus Christ. All of these events are tied together. They're, they're, they're all just one following after another. 
this ought to really electrify God's people. And anybody in the world who, who understands it, because this is like the lamp that we have to get out to this world. The, the world has to have the mystery removed from the Bible. It has to be removed so they can understand what the Bible is all about. The Old and New Testament, or the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament. It's about, both about covenants, Old Covenant and a New Covenant. But notice what it says in verse 8 of chapter 10. And the voice which I heard from heaven spoke unto me again, and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which stands upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel, and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it, and eat it up, and it shall make your belly bitter, but it shall be in your mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand, and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. But as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter." Now it is a bitter message in many ways. It's wonderful truth about what God is doing, and how God's own church is rebelling in this end time. That is bitter. And what they're going to have to experience, well, 50% of them will lose their eternal lives. That is bitter, the most bitter message on this earth, and it should not be happening. Well, I'll, I'll read a, a verse in Ezekiel 2 and verse 10 that, well, 9 and 10 that really ties in with this. It's about the little book as well, and Ezekiel is a prophetic book for this end time. In Ezekiel 2, here's what it says, And when I looked, behold, and hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll or a scroll of a book was therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without, and there was written therein lamentations and mourning and woe. Lamentations and mourning and woe. And it, you see again, it has a direct tie to God's people spiritually, but it's dual. It's talking about three nations of Israel as well. Lamentations, mourning, and woe, but God says, if you keep your mind on those, on this little book and the message of the little book, you can avoid all that. You can avoid the lamentations and the mourning and the woe. But it, people in are, are in a state of rebellion today. Wherever you look, you can see that. And you can see even in lamentations, and I'll have to talk about this in another program, but uh, that is like a part two of the little book itself. And uh, it's something we need to understand, and soon I'll have an updated book on that that we'll, I'll, I'll mail to you, or send it to you if you request it. Lamentations 2 and verse 5 says, Mourning and lamentation, those same words that you see in Ezekiel. Woe unto us that we have sinned. Lamentations 5 and verse 15, our dance is turned into mourning. Our dance is turned into mourning, but it doesn't have to be that way. But that is the state of rebellion in this world, and even in God's own church. So if it's in God's own church, well, it, our human nature must be awfully bad, and needs to be changed and gotten rid of. So, uh, but if you look at Ezekiel 2, there the scriptures I used, it's actually talking about uh, 
these people are already in captivity. And he's talking to them spiritually. It goes on later to talk about a physical captivity. But in Ezekiel 2, it's talking about a people who are in captivity at this very time to Satan the devil. Satan took over God's own church. That's the, uh, the direct, definite meaning of this. But it has a dual meaning, as I said before. And look at all of the terrible things that are happening because Satan has been cast down to this earth and God sends the little book to combat that, to show the world what it's all about and how you can overcome the devil. But what happens if you don't overcome him? Well, you're just overwhelmed with problems. And that's what's happening to our nations today. It's what's happening in America and Britain and Judah or the Jews in the Middle East. It's what's happening. And God says, it could be solved. There's a way to solve those problems. There's a way to overcome them. But who knows anything about the book of Revelation today? Now, we should understand it. God has given understanding. That's what the little book is all about. That's just one segment of the understanding that God has given us. We need to understand the most important prophetic book in all the Bible. And it puts everything into a time frame, all prophecy. But there is also physical captivity coming and tribulation if we don't heed what God says. But if the, uh, what is interesting to me is, if you look at the little book, it's between the second and third woe. Now, it's an inset chapter that God put there to bring us up to date on what, what is really going on, but it's still in that context. There are three woes which conclude, really, the seven trumpets, the last three are called woes. And the first one is about the European Holy Roman Empire attacking Russia, which they think is about to attack them. And then Russia and China counterattack. That's the second woe. Well, what is the third one? Well, the third woe is the seventh trumpet talked about here in, in Revelation in chapter 10. In verse 7, specifically. But that's not the end of it. And then right after those seven trumpets then God is there's going to be that gathering of the armies which is, is about all that is left of Europe their armies and they're gathering at Armageddon to do battle with Russia and China in their alliance and Jesus Christ is going to return he's going to bring them down to Jerusalem and he's going to destroy them and it's going to take seven months just to bury the people. That's how, how much slaughter there's going to be, and it's going to be, as uh, the Bible says, up to the horses' bridles in the valley of Jehoshaphat. So there's a, and, and, and just think about all of that violence, and here you have the little book right in the midst of it. Certainly in, in the context, it's between the second and third woe in those seven last plagues which comprise the seventh trumpet. The fifth trumpet is the 
first woe, the sixth trumpet, the second woe, and the seventh trumpet is the third woe, or the seven last plagues. It's, that is the way it is. And it is a little bit more complicated than, and, than we would normally have in our study, because when you get into Revelation, I'm telling you, that's on a high college level and beyond even. And we need to get into this book to know what is really happening. Then it says in verse 11 that we have to prophesy again. Prophesy again. Well, you can't prophesy again because if you don't have the little book. You can't do it. You, you, and you can't even fulfill the commission God has given you unless you have the little book. And those people prophesy again after God's own church destroys the truth He gave to a man in the previous church era. Here, you see, you can't, uh, you can't do God's work unless you have this revelation that is given to a man. You'll notice there in Revelation 10 and verse 11 and also Revelation 11 and verse 1. And one man was uh, given this wonderful truth that leads to the most inspiring truth there is in the Bible. All of it is tied to the little book and mystery of the ages, most of all. That book that explains what the Bible is all about. What could be more wonderful than that? We give that book away free. It's a large book, and we give it away free. We also give away all of our literature free. Because God says, freely you have received, freely give. So we give it away and want people to have the opportunity to study it. But again, you see, uh, we want uh, to be free of all these terrible problems. And uh, the little book talks about a church being in bondage. We need to be free. We don't have to be in bondage, but God's own church is. Verse 15 of Revelation 11, this is still the same vision about the little book. Notice what it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there was great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our eternal, our Lord, and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. I mean, this is one vision. And notice how this all ends. This is the ending of it. And the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of God. And it's going to last forever and ever and ever. What a wonderful, wonderful vision. And it's facing us and coming upon us, I mean, very soon. We're already at the outer edges of this little book storm. And we need to understand that. What could be more exciting than that? And then if you want to know exactly what the little book is, well, go over to Malachi 4, verses 5 and 6, where it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. See, here, the book of Malachi gave me the revelation. God gave me the revelation to compose Malachi's message to God's church today, and that is the little book. And you can prove it. You don't have to guess. You don't have to doubt. 
You can prove it from your Bible. Just think about all these inspiring verses. This is the little book, the little book that God has given us, and it's God's path to glory. It'll take you right into the very second coming of Jesus Christ to change this world forever. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Request Gerald Flurry's book, Malachi's Message, to prove where God is working today. Also, request The Little Book, The Royal Book of Revelation, and The Seven Seals of Revelation 5, verse 1. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Order now. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.